0: Hey everyone, this is Heidi St. John. Today is Wednesday, November 2nd. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking a little bit about hope and what it looks like for Christians to have hope for such a time as this. And um, I'm really, actually, I'm encouraged. I went to church last Sunday and Uh, Was listening to our pastor jeremy carmichael kind of going through uh, the story of uh, the israelites and the philistines Out of first samuel chapter seven And I thought you know i'm going to bring that next time. I have a chance to i'm going to kind of bring a little bit Of what he said to the podcast because I think it's so important for us to have hope In the midst of everything that's happening around us. Uh, you can't keep up with the news anymore, right? Uh, I've sort of stopped trying I'm going to be like I've told you guys a hundred times on the podcast in the last several months. I am going to be rejoicing uh, like crazy when the election is over. And uh, I'm praying, praying like crazy that God will show up. You know, we talked about uh, last week, we talked about what um, a healthy kind of fear is. And there is a healthy kind of fear. And obviously, uh, our nation is in a dire spot. We are at a crossroad in our nation. We've talked about this before. And the, the kind of fear that says, man, we need to pay attention, uh, Doesn't we need to uh, make sure not to downplay that because there is a righteous kind of fear. But there is something that is even stronger than fear, and that is hope. Hope is more powerful than fear. Hope motivates us to run headlong into fearful situations because we know that our hope is not gonna disappoint us. As believers, our hope is not in a presidential election. Thank God for that, right? Our hope is not in a presidential election. It's not in a political party. It's not in a political process. Our hope as believers is in the Lord. And here we are as a nation in desperate need of turning back to god and i don't know about you but i am filled with hope because the god that i serve is eternal and his promises are true and if you read all the way to the end of the book you guys guess what satan is vanquished and god wins this thing and so even though we're struggling in the world right now and we are struggling uh we can have a hope and our hope is in the lord uh, last week, I was talking a little bit about, and even on Monday, a little bit about why it's so important for us as a nation to be uh, concerned about what's happening, but even more important, we need to repent and come back to the Lord. It doesn't matter, even if we get a decent president in there. Uh, if if our nation doesn't have some serious revival, if Christians don't start getting serious about walking with the Lord and wanting to live their lives in a way that pleases Him, guess what's gonna happen? We're gonna wind up right back where we were uh, before. We need jesus i've said this before and i'll say it again. We've elected our, our president the last two terms Barack obama got in there on hope and change Well, guess what hope and change is never found apart from jesus christ at least not a hope that lasts And that's what we need right second chronicles 7 Verse 14 says if my people who are called by my name Will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That is a promise, men and women. That means you can take it to the bank. If God said it, you can take it to the bank. God is going to uh, stay true to his word and true to his character. He's also a just God. And so God judges sin. And our nation right now is in the process of of kind of feeling what that feels like. But I wanna encourage you today, I wanna to talk a little bit about Hope because we are really at a crossroad in this nation And at a crossroad I think as a church every day. I just saw another article come across uh, My desk about another christian, uh a well-known christian figure and i'm not going to talk about it on the podcast today but an- another well-known christian uh, figure who has come out in support of What god calls sin uh, Which is uh, gay marriage but more than that Our church, and I'm talking church with a big C. I don't care what denomination you are. Those of us who claim the name of Jesus need to have more than just fear. We need to have a holy um, fear of God, but we also need to be able to rest in his hope. We have to engage the culture with hope. The Bible says that we are supposed to be able to give an answer for the hope That lies within us That means that when you go to the polls uh, Many of you listening to this have already voted That means that wherever you are When you go to the polls, when you're at the grocery store um, However you engage the culture We engage the culture With hope and through the eyes of hope Because today we know as believers Is just a momentary chapter In the story of Jesus We're just here for a little while We get to see Well, one-tenth of one percent If that Of the scope of the magnitude of the story that god has been writing Since the beginning of time And we have a hope the bible says our hope in romans the bible tells us that our hope doesn't disappoint us I was thinking about this uh, a little bit earlier because there is so much uh, Frustration in the air right now the tension. It seems like so thick you can cut it with a knife and even for people like me You know, I kind of have uh, and there's an urgency about the message that God puts on my heart. I have almost this like prophetic urgency to, to say to God's people, turn around, turn around. There's a train coming, pay attention. But even I can forget that my hope isn't in this election. And the moment we begin to, to start thinking that our hope is found uh, in a presidential candidate or a hope is found in a process or a hope is found in a judicial system and take our eyes off of Jesus, then we can become despondent. But Romans 5, 5 tells us that the hope that we have in Jesus doesn't lead to disappointment. I'm going to say that again, because I think it's worth repeating. The hope that we have in Jesus does not lead us to disappointment. The NIV says that the hope that we have in Christ does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Wow, he has given us the holy spirit to fill our hearts with his love and hope changes Everything when your hope is in him uh, We can rest when our hope is in him. We can rest And that by rest I mean we can have a confidence a quiet confidence that no matter what happens that if we God's people who are called by his name. We will do our part That means that we don't disengage right that we stay involved that we vote that we, uh, that we speak out, that God would give us boldness. I was just getting my hair cut the other day and uh, I, I met a young, uh, an, a young lady in there and we were talking about what's going on in the culture and we got to talking just about you know the election and where she worked and kind of what I do. And she said, oh my goodness, I, he- you know, I heard about you. You're so bold, how do you do it? And I said, you know what? The Bible says in Psalms that we cry out to God and guess what? God makes us bold. He makes us bold. It's his spirit that makes us bold. And we are supposed to have that boldness comes from what? It comes from a hope. It comes from a hope in Christ. And so uh, I wanna just encourage you today, for those of you who are struggling and you've kind of forgotten that your hope is in Christ and not in an election, to turn your eyes back to the Lord today, because nothing is more powerful than hope. Hope is what um, motivates us when our children have been diagnosed with an illness, when we're struggling with our finances, when uh, when we're struggling as a nation. It's the hope that we have in Christ that motivates us to continue to follow him. And I wanna just encourage you to turn with all your heart back to the Lord today and put your hope in him. Our hope, when, it, when we as believers begin to put our hope in things like elections, guess what the Bible calls that? The Bible calls that idolatry. So idolatry meaning uh, that we're looking to something besides God to rely on, to depend on, to almost sort of worship to a certain degree. And I don't wanna stand before the Lord someday and, and have him say, hey, why are you freaking out in 2016 uh, during the election? I want to place my confidence in the Lord. I want to do what God has asked me to do, to speak how God asked me to speak. But at the end of the day, my confidence needs to be placed in the Lord. And our children are kind of watching—not kind of. Our children are. Our children are watching how we are responding to this. And do they know that our uh, that our hope is in the Lord? You know, uh, I heard it said that if we just talk about The election and just talk about all the frightening things that are happening isis and all those things around us. if we talk about those kinds of things in front of our children But we forget to say but you know what you guys at the end of the day God's gonna win this thing. The bible says god's coming back for his children and the bible says that god protects his children That there is going to be a grace over god's children through whatever has to come If all we're ever doing is focusing on what's bad and we forget to focus on the hope that we have in jesus You guys jesus rose from the dead He died for us and in so doing, paid the penalty for our sin. And in rising from the dead, he vanquished the devil forever. Forever. And our kids need to see that our hope lies in uh, our resurre- in the resurrection of the Lord, that our hope is found in God alone. And when we, when we uh, talk about the things that are happening and the fearful times that we're living in, but we forget to say, but you know what? Our hope is in Christ. You know what we end up doing? We just end up scaring our kids, <laughs> right? And I've probably done my my fair share of that because I can get all wound up and just throw things at the television and rant and rave. And, uh, and I don't think it's honoring to the Lord. And so with just a few days to go in the election and just bombshells dropping all around us, I just wanna turn our eyes today back to the one who says that uh, trust in God does not disappoint and ask you, are you trusting God to the point to where you're actually obeying him? You know, this is, this is where the story of Esther uh, comes in. When Esther had to trust the Lord, she did something really hard. She, just didn't, she didn't just sit there, right? She obeyed. That faith, uh, when faith finds its feet in this generation, it looks a lot like obedience. It looks a lot like obedience. It means that we speak the truth in love, that we do not sit back quietly and put our hope in a sovereign God, but then fail to obey and actually be his hands and feet in this generation. But it also means that we don't sit around wringing our hands and saying, woe is me, and acting afraid when we know that we have done what God has asked us to do. You know what our job is to do then? Is to sit back and put our hope in the Lord. Our hope should be found in God alone. It's a really interesting uh, story in 1 Samuel, and I hope if you get a chance, I don't have time to go into it today, but if you get the opportunity, and I hope that you will, go to uh, the book of 1 Samuel and just read the story of the Philistines uh, being subdued by God. It starts out saying it was a long time, 20 years in all, that the ark remained uh, basically in captivity. So the Philistines, so if you go back a little bit further, you'll read the story of uh Eli, basically Israel was being led by corrupt, wicked people. A moment of silence for a nation being led by corrupt, wicked people. Nothing good ever comes of it. These particular men, uh, Eli and his sons, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, were basically in rebellion against God. The Bible says that that Eli was in rebellion against God because he would not discipline his sons, much like uh, King Solomon with his children, uh, not the least of which was um, Adonijah, the Bible records that Samuel, or that Eli rather, was in rebellion against God for not disciplining his sons, and then his sons who were also in the priesthood were actually doing wicked things in the name of the Lord. We are seeing these kinds of things happen in the church all around the world right now. And so the the Israelites are in dire straits because when you allow wicked people to ascend to the highest... Uh, highest places of authority in your land, guess what's gonna happen? Judgment follows, suffering follows, sorrow follows. So we read uh, about the, about uh, this particular time, and it says it was a long time, 20 years in all, that the ark remained uh, at Karath, and all the people of Israel mourned and sought after the Lord. So listen to what's happening. All the people are realizing we are in dire straits. We are in trouble. And what did they do? The Bible says, finally, they turned and they sought the Lord. Israel mourned. They mourned for their sin. They mourned uh, because of what they had done in disobeying the Lord. And Samuel said to the whole house of Israel If, this is a big word, so circle it in your Bible, if you are returning to the Lord with all your hearts, then rid yourselves of the foreign gods, the Ashtoreths, and commit to the Lord and serve him only. Then, here's the if and the then again. Then he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So that's exactly what the Israelites did. The Bible records that the Israelites put away their bales and their asterisks, which is basically the female version of the uh, bales, and they served the Lord only. Amazing. And then what what comes with that, when you do that, there's always a promise. Whenever we turn uh, from the things that we are idolizing and we turn back to God, that turning comes with a promise. That's where the hope comes in. And until we put our full weight, our hope on something, then we're not really trusting God. That means we've got to not put our hope in a a political process. That means we don't put our hope in anything. That's what the Israelites are saying. The Bible records that they decided to turn and to serve the Lord only. Listen, you guys, fear without hope is incredibly destructive. We have the right to be afraid, but we must not lose our hope. And that's really what Samuel was telling the people. He was saying, turn, turn and God will hear you. The Bible says in verse five that Samuel said, assemble all of Israel, and I will intercede with the Lord for you. There's a lot of interceding going on on behalf of our nation right now. And God honors it. God listens to the prayers of his people. The Bible says that the prayers of a righteous man are powerful and effective, and nowhere is that better seen than when a nation repents and seeks the Lord and intercedes on behalf of the nation before the Lord. God will hear the prayers of his people. We can have hope. Our hope should be in Jesus. I wanna encourage you today, if you have not done so already, take some time and get before the Lord and pray, pray, pray for our nation. Pray for our nation to first to turn back to God and to put our hope in Him, in Him alone. Pray for forgiveness, pray for repentance, that God's children would be moved to repentance. And then ask the Lord to show you, is your hope in the Lord? Our nation is on hospice right now, and we are only treating the symptoms when we don't turn back to the Lord. So even if we elect righteous men into office, and I hope that we do, but even if we do, and we don't return to the Lord, and we don't put our hope in Him. Our nation will not get any better. We've got to turn back to God. That is where our hope is found. I'm taking off tomorrow morning for Tampa. For those of you who are coming uh, to Tampa, Florida, to hear me speak at Fearless, I am looking forward to seeing you. We are going to have an incredible time uh, in worship and in study of the Word. We're going to be giving stuff away. We're going to have a. I've got actually really fun treat uh, for you. I'm not even gonna. I'm not going to give it away on the podcast. But uh, suffice it to say, it's. Gonna Going to be a weekend that you'll never forget many of my family's going to be there is coming out with me i'm bringing a couple extra staffers and we are hoping that god moves in an incredible way if you're not able to join us this weekend in tampa would you uh do me the incredible privilege and honor of praying for us and just bringing uh the 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 work of the Lord and the words of the Lord before the throne in prayer. We would really appreciate that. If you want information, if you're in the area and you can join us, it's not too late to register. Um, if you if you want information, it's possible that online registration is closed now. If you're interested in coming, please email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. And that email will be routed to a staffer who will get back to you. You guys, I am praying for you as you come before the Lord and praying for our nation. And I'm excited to see what God is gonna do. But no matter what happens on November 8th, remember this, our hope is in the Lord and that hope doesn't disappoint. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.